mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey everybody, welcome to Marriage and Martinis. I'm Adam, here's Danielle. Hello. And do you remember how to podcast? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not, not sure I do. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we're sorry for the delay in releasing a new episode. I know it's been a long time. Thank you everybody for sticking with us. People were so nice and so gracious. Oh, thank you. They really were. <laughs> they were so thank supportive um, when I said that we were taking a few weeks from the bar mitzvah and everything that we were just swamped and um yeah people are just like messaging me thank you for modeling what it's like to you know do what's good for you and for your mental health and like well i'm glad they feel that way because that's what it's been for us we needed you know, it so we are in the thick of the bar mitzvah season for us i'm in the thick of like work you know craziness and our weekends are just shot and you know that's when we have to do this so right yeah but I do get I, a lot of couples, me included, when if you don't have sex or intimacy with your spouse for a little while, that you feel like a little disconnected. It's funny because when we don't podcast for a little while, I definitely feel a little like I I get I, you you could tell I was on edge the past week. Like mm-hmm. we got a we got a podcast. Like I feel like for us, that's another equivalent of sex oh, in a way okay i uh, mean so i don't know if i should feel okay about that or how should i feel physical sense okay. but in the connection everybody every couple has their different type of intimacy right like what what you do besides what goes on in the bedroom you have you have something where you feel really connected hopefully to your spouse mm-hmm. and for me i won't speak for both of us this is that no i i completely understand i i felt the same way i i feel like we haven't done the podcast. I'm something's missing. There's something right. in my mind that's yeah. just like the piece of the puzzle is just not there and it's not happening, you know? And we haven't been doing this. And I've been really wanting to do this so bad, but there's just no way we were able to make it happen. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So we're doing an episode about Ian's bar mitzvah. <laughs> Doesn't that sound exciting to everybody listening? Well, wait a minute. That's a little bit, you're, you're, that's a little narrow. Right. Uh, first of all, I never want to do, we do topics on all kinds of things, right? We do like all kinds of sex stuff. We do, um, we, you know, we do a lot of LGBTQ stuff. We do, um, a lot of stuff on social justice. I have to say when it comes to topics, religion is something that I avoid. I really avoid Mm -hmm. because, it is, su- I mean, everything you go through in life, everybody has a, a different lived experience, obviously, no matter what you're discussing. But religion is so personal. And 
for some people, I know it can be very, very triggering, right? People have very awful memories and experiences stemming from religion and and how they were raised and, and, you know, maybe wherever they went to pray or worship or whatever, um, that it wasn't a good experience all the way to people who are literally guided through life because of their faith and because of, you know, how connected to something bigger than them they feel, you know, whether it's religious or spiritual or, and I never want to take anything away from anybody because the only religious experience I can talk about is my own. Yeah. I mean, that makes complete sense because it is so personal. Yes. Like just within the, you know, Jewish religion, we we can never satisfy anybody or everybody's need, needs at the same time. Just for example, like, you know, the, the most religious holiday of ours, which is Yom Kippur, where you're supposed to fast for an entire day, go to temple, not do anything. You know, everybody does it differently. Maybe people fast. Maybe some people just have water and don't eat. Or maybe people drive their car or maybe other people just walk. You know, there's so many ways that everybody does it just for themselves that if we were talking about our own aspects of it, it would make no sense to anybody. Right. You know? and, and I never want anybody to think that we're saying our way is the right no, way. No, and with anything. Fact, the I mean, opposite. Exactly. <laughs> right. With anything. Well, yeah, not the opposite. It works. We've come to a place where it works for us. And, you know, so, so when talking about this, this is a topic that I get nervous about because I never want anybody to think like, you know, that I'm judgmental of anybody else for how they raise their kids with religion or how they and their spouse have decided to do it. Or, you know, I just, that's not it at all. No, I want, as a matter of fact, it's the opposite. It's don't judge us for the way that we do things because we seem so out of the norm on so many of these things. So we're not judging anybody. It's kind of like, hey, we do our thing. Don't judge us because of the way we do it. Well, I guess it's a back and forth, you yeah. know, and, and I just, so I get nervous with religion, I kind of avoid it because I don't want to step on anybody's toes. I don't want to, you know, make anybody think that I think that I know what is best for anybody because I do not. Um, but, but it is part of our life. And I do want to discuss it in some sense because it's something that, listen, whether you're, you know, atheist or agnostic or whatever your beliefs are, in society, it does impact most of us in one way or another. And you and I have come to a place, I think, that is very different than we originally, at least when I was probably a teenager and in my early 20s thinking about how I was going to raise a family and how religion was going to impact that. I think it's been different for us than we originally had thought it would be. Yeah, I mean, we both come from very religious backgrounds. My, you know, your parents, or you know, especially your father, who's very religious. I'm sure. I don't know your dad's family. You know, his parents how how they were. But the further back it goes, I think the more religious it got. You know, my mother's family they were Orthodox in their house, and you know, so I think you know, there was a certain way, like my dad did things for my mom that he didn't really believe in or want to do, but because it made her happy, he did them religiously, you know, those kinds of things where I think we're at our generation where we're kind of breaking. I don't want to say breaking free from that, but that's what pops into my head because not, a, not that that's the wrong thing, but it's just not what you and I believe in. 
So I think for the first time in our families, we're kind of doing our own thing away from the norm or what's expected within our families for religion. Well, we've been trying to do that with everything because we talk a lot about how so much of what we've done thus far, kind of except for like the past maybe three, four years in our marriage was basically just an extension of what our parents did. Right. And that in the past three to four years, we've really sort of realized that we need to take, you know, we need like, we need the a la carte menu, right? Of, of, of traditions and everything. And, and rather we, we than. We want to see a list of all of the traditions and be like, okay, I like that yeah, one. Yeah, Not yeah, that yeah. one. I like Give the, me that one. I, I like the a la carte version right. of, of, of everything when it comes to parenting, right? I want to pick and choose what works for us. I don't want the whole package of what our parents did, whether it's religion, whether it's finances, whether it's, you know, social stuff, whatever it was, you know, we were doing a full package, all inclusive deal before. Mm-hmm. And now we're we're doing an a la carte. Like there are definitely traditions and stuff that our parents did that we're very on board with. And then there's also stuff that I think we've decided it doesn't work for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I just want to preface with whatever we say, first of all, uh, we are people who, you know, my main thing is I want my kids to embrace, include, you know, love people of all all backgrounds of all faiths of all, you know, I I want them to learn about it. So maybe you'll learn a little something about our background from this. Um, Again, we are not experts by any means, but you know, we, we have lived, you know, as Jews our whole life. And, um, and I also don't want anybody to think that by, by any degree, no matter what your faith is and how you're doing it, that we are judging you because we are so not, um, be good people and that's kind of the yeah i think anybody who's listening to right. this knows that's right. kind of the case right yeah okay so uh so two weeks ago we had ian's bar mitzvah um and what what is interesting about a bar mitzvah is that in a bat mitzvah which is for a girl bars for boy bat is for girl um is that it is very different depending on where you live so that's a big a big thing here is the big party and that's not everywhere. Some places just do, you know, a lunch, a small luncheon, or they don't do any kind of party. It's just a service. And so it's basically, you know, he goes, he, he learned all of these Hebrew prayers. He read from the Torah. He, uh, he made a speech in, in, in English that talked about how his Torah portion is portion of the Torah. Um, Thank you for his clarifying life. that. <laughs> well, his Torah portion, that's the portion of the Torah. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> I don't know what people know because I don't even know what I know. Right. Uh, and it's it's a lot of preparation. He's been preparing this, for this for a really long time. He's been in Hebrew school since he was in third grade. Before that, he was in religious preschool. Now he is considered a Jewish man because he had his bar mitzvah. If you have a bat mitzvah, you're considered a Jewish woman after. So... It depends where you grow up, you know, where you're going, to, what, what, how you're going to celebrate it or how it, the, what the expectations are and everything. Um, and it's basically a way of sort of solidifying that hopefully your kids are going to carry on the traditions of Judaism. Mm-hmm. Do you know, but just popped into my head do you have any idea did it start out as just a bar mitzvah just for boys Mm -hmm. to become men when did 
girls become my mom was not bat mitzvahed so so it's recent yeah it's the 20th century so i would say you know my mom was you know she was raised in a conservative jewish temple and she was not bat mitzvahed and that what she would have been bat mitzvahed probably in the mid to late 50s so i think it really started becoming a thing maybe in the 60s and 70s oh wow so it's really more recent than really really recent yeah and it's I, i i did some research and it says in the 18th and 19th centuries when the bar mitzvah grew in importance for jewish communities of europe north america and the caribbean as traditional Jewish communal authority weakened during the Enlightenment period, so people were getting away from a religion during the Enlightenment period and going towards the arts and, you know, and studying and literature and all this stuff. So uh, the, I think that people felt like they were losing the kind of religious grasp on people. Um, so newly emancipated Jews across the globe and Jewish people were going out into all over the world um, became citizens with civil and political rights. Anxious parents wondered whether their sons would carry on ancestral traditions, such as observing Jewish law, studying Jewish texts, marrying within the faith, and raising their own children Jewish. The more they worried, the more they focused on the bar mitzvah, the last religious rite of passage they could control. So it became this really big thing once they sort of lost control over, you know, I guess kids were moving to other countries and to... Other places where there wasn't as much concentration on religion. So while they were still home and still teenagers, they were trying to make sure that, you know, that that they were getting bar mitzvahed. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Good. No. Oh, is that not good? No, that's that's wonderful, honey. Thank you for thank you very much much? for getting Did I go did I go too far? No, 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 no. Just just I hope we're not becoming a religious podcast, just so everybody realizes. You asked. (laughs) You literally asked. I wanted like a sentence, you know, answer. But that no, that's that's great. You did wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. you. (laughs) No, but no, as (laughs) far and fuck you. (laughs) I appreciate that. So when with Mia, we talked about this before many times. We we decided to do a vacation along with Mia. That's what she wanted to do. Yeah. We didn't do the party. She did do her um, she did do her Hebrew and the prayers and all that stuff. But she did not want the party. And we were thrilled that she did not want the party. That was something that, you know, we would never force our children to go either way. But we prefer to do the vacation, which is what she did. And we tried to encourage for the last couple of years to sway Ian into the you know realm of doing, hey, let's do a vacation anywhere in the world you want to go. Let's do it. Right. And there was no way that was happening. Yeah. Like, he's our party kid. He, Isn't that, you know, didn't you say, um, it reminded you of what I kept trying to do to him. It reminded you of the Friends episode with Chandler where there's the tape in the background yes. where he's supposed to stop smoking and it's like, <laughs> you are a strong and independent woman. <laughs> right. Like I would literally would have gone into his room and put a tape like, you want a trip to Hawaii. Right. You do not want a big Let's, party. Well, first we're going to go to Oakland, which is where Green Day right, is from. Right. And then we're going to go to Hawaii. Right. We're going to see Blue Man Group in every city. We're going to do all these things. Yeah. And by the way this is all gonna cost less than throwing way a party. less than this fucking yeah, fiasco we exactly, just had for four hours yeah and we would have been there like we said to each other last weekend you know we'd still be on vacation had we done that instead right. of the party you know right. so we were trying to do that but there was no way that was happening he wanted to have the party and we have to respect that and i can understand that we have to respect that because where we live that is that is 
the tradition. That is what everybody is doing. And I don't want to say you got to do what everybody else is doing. But in this case, it's sort of like where we live in New Jersey, when you study the way he has and when you do, you know, what what Mm -hmm. he's done and you quote unquote earn it, then you get the big party. Right. Look, if it was just for you and I and we were getting bar and bat mitzvah today, yeah, we would do what we'd want to do and go on a trip. But when it's a 13-year-old boy who's trying to find himself in his life right now and fit in with his friends and everybody's doing the bar mitzvah, that's what he wants to do. You have to kind of just say, hey, listen, I, I, I understand. I get it. That's yeah. what we're going to do. Right. You know? Right. I mean, yeah. you don't have to, but we did. But we did. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to I wanted to take us back a little bit to a little bit of our upbringing. And I think it's relatable, even though we grew up in Jewish households. I think no matter what religion or or lack thereof in your growing up in your household, you know, you could feel sort of the energy of that. Like, no matter what your beliefs are, there are some kind of traditions, whether it be religious or spiritual, and it affects the vibe of the households and and your upbringing, I think. Um, as You know, in my case, my dad now is extremely religious. Like, he reti- ever since he retired, this is really his main focus, and I'll go into that a little bit more, but... Growing up, he was really working a lot. He, you know, he he worked all hours of the day and night. And my mom was not very religious. But she was definitely wanting to make sure that she raised Jewish kids. And we went to Hebrew school and everything. But had my dad been home more, I think we would have been raised a lot more religious. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So I think when they got married, my my or when they even started dating, which my mom was 15, my dad was 17, my dad was being raised in a much more religious household than my mom. Um, he was I he was either orthodox or practically orthodox, which is a you know a very high level, an intense level of Judaism. Um, and I think my mom pretty much said to him, like, we're not, I, I can't we're not going to do it like that or else I can't I can't be with somebody who's going to want to be that religious and I think he said okay so they compromised and they really they did well with it I don't know if my my parents have the same situation I'm not sure because my mother was raised in an orthodox home and you know my dad wasn't as religious and when we when we moved out to Jersey and they had us and, you know, we grew up in a, you know, very reformed Jewish household. Like we did high holidays at the most, you know, we practiced Judaism at, you know, the most reformed way is the easiest way I can say it. So I don't know if they if they had that discussion, if my mother wanted to continue and my dad didn't, or she had enough of it and wanted to just, I don't know. Like, I don't know how it happened, but it seems like kind of the same situation, maybe a little bit. Yeah, my mom was also a very big advocate of me going and experiencing other, like I went to church all the time with my friends. Right. Um, I mean, all the time. I went to Protestant churches. I went to Catholic. I went to Baptist. Um, I had so many different experiences. Uh, you know, I, I, I went during Ash Wednesday. I went like I saw a lot of other religions. Granted, it was all in this one area where we lived and I know that depends where you live and you know every religion is different in different demographics but um but she was really on board with me learning all these different things which I think was super cool and I I really appreciated 
Um, mm. I, and, yeah, that's understandable. And it didn't for a second make, you know, it, 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 made, it opened me up to the world, but it didn't make me appreciate my own traditions any less. I was just sort of like, this is really cool. Oh, really? I would have been like, oh, another fucking place to go to that I bored out of my mind that I don't want to be at. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I think what would happen is I would sleep at a friend's house and then they were going to church and the only way I could sleep at their house is like if I went to church with them. But yeah, I think I've been to a church three times in my life. So to me, it's the same. I don't want to say the same kind of thing. I do have, you know, this connection when I'm at a you know Jewish temple versus going to a church, obviously. But it's the same kind of reaction where I'm like, ah. Like, this is just not for me. Right. Whether I'm in a church or a temple or wherever, like, no. You know, I just don't, I don't belong here. Like, this is not what I'm, like, I get it. Like, every, anybody who appreciates it, great, good mm -hmm. for you. Like, just for me, it's not my thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. Yeah, uh, so I don't know. I think, I think growing up, I don't want to say that I'm glad my dad worked so much. I'm not saying that. But there wasn't quite as much tension between him and me with religion because he just wasn't there to sort of dictate what we were going to do. Um, you know, and, and my mom was definitely looser when it came to all of that. I feel like that's probably a really good thing knowing you and your dad now. Yeah. You know, cause obviously I didn't know you guys back then. If, if he was home and was like putting this religious thing on you cause he wasn't working so much, I think you would have rebelled hard. Probably. And it would have been a bad situation. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that his involvement with, it's funny because on the one hand, his involvement was so, all right. So my dad really, because he lived so close to us and everything, he tutored Ian pretty much for his bar mitzvah. And, um, you know, it, he sort of acted a little bit like Ian's bar mitzvah was like the last chance to save the entire <laughs> right. human race. Right. Like I kept thinking of that scene in Armageddon. Tell me if I'm talking about the wrong movie, but the scene in Armageddon when Bruce Willis is like drilling the hole mm -hmm. on the, is it a meteor? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. And he's got one shot. And like, if he messes it up, the whole of humanity is just fucked. Like, we're right. all gone. Yep. That's kind of how my dad treated this bar mitzvah. Like, it was very, like, he was so, like, intent about, you know, Ian knowing the prayers perfectly. And, like, and I love my dad so much. And on the one hand, you know, I, I, I watched him up there the day of Ian's bar mitzvah, and he was he was fluent in Hebrew and he knows everything and he knows everything about the Torah and he knows, you know, he's just, he's so knowledgeable and he has this faith that's, you know, just relentless. And it's, it's very, in some ways, impressive. Um, but, you know, it was also sort of like, dad, you're retired. So this is your entire focus. I work, I have two other kids, they have school, they have all of this other stuff. I have all this other stress. I cannot be answering the phone 18 times a day to like discuss his prayers. Mm -hmm. So it was hard because on the one hand, like I'm so grateful that he was able to be here for this and everything and be a part of it. And, and, you know, they, they did work together and they had this bond and Ian really was into reading from the Torah and everything. And, and he did so much more than you need to do, um, quote unquote, you know, to become a bar mitzvah. But it was definitely, you know, it's hard because we really are like the sandwich generation. So mm -hmm. we are, I think maybe a lot of you will 
understand this and relate to this, you know, we have this delicate balance between like wanting to uphold certain traditions while also seeing how some things maybe are kind of like archaic and don't apply anymore and trying to not hurt our parents by not doing all the things that they passed down to us and taught us, but also trying to realize like what's good for us and our family and what's not. It's a yeah. delicate balance. No, it, it completely is. And the way that I look at this and pl- like, don't if whoever believes and whoever doesn't, and, and what, if you have your thoughts, judge me as, you know, as little as possible on this, because it's just the way that I, me only Adam personally <laughs> thinks about religion you know, you know, one of the reasons that I love that Ian had the bar mitzvah and did the whole thing the way it's supposed to happen, I love the Jewish traditions that we have. I love the family aspects of it. I love, it, it just, it brings us all together as being Jews together, that whole thing. When it comes to the, like you were saying, the outdated, the Bible stuff, the New Testament, the Old Testament, the 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 magic and all of like I, I just the magic yeah the magic that happens in the Bible and all the plagues and all the craziness and all like n- like I don't need that I'm not I'm not here for that like that's that was great five thousand years ago and it made sense because people didn't understand certain things that we understand today and today we have science and back then they didn't I get it I, you know I just I I, I I try to separate. I guess that's why I don't I don't I don't like being in temple and I didn't enjoy being in a church. I didn't like I separate religion from the religious aspects of what it's all, you know, come from. Where for me it's just become tradition. It's, it's just a culture. become we all get together as Jews or who everybody else gets together as whomever they are. Or, you know, I, I get that and there's and there's something behind it that we want to keep, you know, for us as Jews, we're a small percent of the population. We want to keep seeing it going. I want to see him, you know, progress as a bar mitzvah and keep the tradition going. Those kinds of things. Some traditions. Like I want him to make chicken soup. Correct. Right. Yes. That, right. that boils down. And oh, I want boil. him no to remember the boil. history, the history of it all. I want him to remember the that real what we've history. been through. Yes. The, the real tangible things that we have been through as Jewish people. Mm-hmm. N- not Moses parting the Red Sea. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I know what you're trying to say, but listen, people are alive. I said, different things. I said it's for me, for Adam And some only. of the stuff is historically accurate. They have found, you know, if you go like historically, they have found certain uh, archaeological things and everything that, that, that prove that certain figures in the Bible existed. And I'm not everything. saying they didn't. Oh, okay. I'm just saying they things okay. that happened around them. All right, well, them let's move on. Were maybe because you're going to... Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right, so wait, we should take a break already, and yeah. then we'll start the episode as soon oh, as we come back. I, I, okay. When I say start, I mean all the questions that you asked me we didn't get to yet. Right. I guess all the yeah, we'll elements just, of the... Yeah, we'll go as we we'll go. As I, we'll right. go as we very go. good. Okay. Okay, we'll be right back. It's only been in the last couple of years that Adam and I have realized that for so long, we weren't really doing what was working best for us and our family, but rather just kind of extending what we learned from our own upbringings. And there was always this constant push and pull of whose values and whose core beliefs of upbringing we were going to use in our household. And in the last few years, the most amazing thing has happened. The conversations that we've started to have has really been, wait a minute, 
what are the best practices that we can take from both of our families and combine them and then also figure out what's not working and maybe not use those anymore. And those conversations have really happened because we've learned how to ask questions without being accusatory and being gentle with one another and really just wanting to have constructive communication. And that is exactly why we wrote the Date Night Question ebook. And it's these prompts that are going to help you have these conversations, hopefully without arguing, sometimes maybe with realizing that there were things that you were misunderstanding about each other. And I think that it really helps to put things in a fresh new light. It was so much fun for us going through the questions. We laughed. We cried. We were talking about things in ways we never had before, even though we talk all the time on the podcast. And we really want everybody else to have that same experience. So head to marriageandmartinis.com slash DNQ and put in our biggest promo code for, fit for oh, not 15% off, 20% off using code MNM podcast. That's marriageandmartinis.com slash DNQ for 20% off our biggest discount only for our podcast listeners using MNM Podcast today. All right. I posted a few pictures of you from your bar mitzvah. You did? I did. I like having oh. control of Instagram because I posted pictures of your bar mitzvah, but I did not post pictures <laughs> of me yet. Wait, what were at they? my what, bar mitzvah. What was I doing? Oh, honey. <laughs> I want to see them. Oh, honey. <laughs> you were sporting. I mean, you were like, it's so funny because this is going to sound so mean. And I love you so much. Mm -hmm. You were so cute and so handsome and I everything. Was 12. You were 12 with a mullet. Yeah. And um, nice you, big braces. You were across the white suit with the turquoise <laughs> yes. cummerbund and bow tie. I did. Uh, you were a cross, I would describe you, not that you're asking, but I would describe you as a cross between like a young mobster, right? Yeah. Like a young mobster. Okay. Mixed with a young pianist at a Disney World Resort. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> like that's how you, I mean, you were adorable, but it's just funny. Like, listen. I was no better, which is exactly why no one has seen my pictures yet. <laughs> Did you have them? Because at least you were handsome. Did you have yours and you just didn't post them? Uh, no, I have to go to my parents' house to get your yeah. mom. Your mom texted me all of yours and my parents aren't, my mom's not that savvy. So, you know, yeah, that, I remember that was the only. At the service, she brought on her phone, she took pictures of my bar mitzvah photo album and took pictures yeah. Yeah, on her phone. Yeah, she, yeah, she brought out her phone to compare. Oh, it's funny. But um, yes, you were definitely in a white, a full-on white tuxedo with white shoes and a turquoise cummerbund and bow tie. Those are the Miami Vice days. <laughs> yes, that, that is exactly. You were a young Miami Vice. Right. Yes, exactly. Okay, so what do you remember from your bar mitzvah, which was in 1990? Yeah, 1990. Okay, yeah. mine too. Wow. Um, honestly, it was very similar to Ian's. I don't think, looking back, I can't remember very much of it at all, but it was very similar to Ian's. It was this big- It was the same place. Same place. Big, which is one of the reasons Ian wanted to have it there. Yeah. This big, elaborate, fancy party, cocktail hour and the whole thing. It was crazy. Um but I, I, I remember, just like Ian, I loved being the center of attention. I loved having all my friends there, and I was like the center of it all. 
and that's as most as I can remember about my bar mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such a blur to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's all I can remember about the party. Yeah, it's such a shame. In a, I mean, in a way, it's fantastic that it's the most awkward point of your entire life. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, it is such a coming of age because you are, if you are wearing braces, you are wearing them at that moment. You know, you are... Your voice is squeaky as hell, and you have oh, to give an entire speech and a Torah portion. When you're doing and all your this Torah stuff. portion, and you have that voice, and you're singing, yeah. talking, and I think it's the same. I think a lot of religions. I think there's confirmation when you're, uh, you know, in Christianity and everything. Like I think that 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 age is just sort of a big age in religion. Well, it's where, transitioning to man or womanhood, right? You know, from being a child. Well, yeah, sort of. Except you can't even get them to do the fucking dishes still. But they're supposed <laughs> to be a Jewish man right. or woman. Or whatever it is, but it is amazing that we have these pictures to capture literally that most awkward mm-hmm. time. I don't remember much about mine either, except that, um, <laughs> you know, I I think my dress actually was pretty, pretty like not crazy over the top. I think it was modest and cute. Um, my hair was awful and I definitely had that New Jersey hairspray up oh, in you? the front. I've never seen a picture of you with the Jersey hair. I, you know, not in comparison to other people, but mm-hmm. I do remember saying to my mom, I wanted bangs. That was a big deal. I wanted to cut bangs and, and my mom let me cut bangs, which I later regretted. And I did say, I want to spray the top up. Did you use Aquanet? I did not. It was not... People would probably say that it was a really weak version of New Jersey hair. Okay. It was like the B version minor league team of, right. of Jersey hair. It was all that my, it was the furthest my mom would let me go. Okay. So um, thankfully now I like want to hug her and be like, thank you, mom. Oh, it's fun to look back on those pictures like me. <laughs> I love those pictures. They're fantastic. But, yeah. I, you know, I either couldn't pull it off or I, I, I didn't do it. I can't remember. Um. The name of my band was White Lightning. Back then, White you did Lightning. not have DJs. You had a band. Right, we had bands. White Lightning, yeah. yes. Um, yeah, and, I, you know, it was a fun night. It was, it was... I had I had characters. I had, what were they called? Oh, it's such a... Uh, you hear you would hear the name and think, oh, yeah, of course it's called that. And I, I there's no way I can think of it right now. But I had, like, characters, like the Simpsons. They were, They came out. They were... People dressed up in Simpsons outfits and people mm-hmm. came That's dressed fun. up in whatever. You know, this was back in, what, 1990, right? So the Simpsons were kind of, not new yet, but it doesn't matter. So it was, uh, you know, like it, characters walking out and dancing with people. And like, I was Like they weren't up. old moldy costumes. They were new because it was the Simpsons. <laughs> right. Like I remember, you know, what the one thing I do remember is they brought me in bef- like during the cocktail hour while everybody was still out there and the kids were doing their thing. They brought me in by myself and some woman was dressed in this elaborate, crazy like feather dress, which probably extended 10 feet from either side. And she, everybody, all the uh, people were dancing and I was hiding. She be- she bent down and I'm hiding under her feathers. Why? And then the music started. Oh, everybody no. started coming in. And then she steps up and I'm standing there dancing. Like, Wait, so that she, was plans. It was plans. So as she like stands up with the feathers, like like picture a peacock, you know, with their feathers down and then they come up and then I'm under that while everybody walks in. 
Wow. Doing my Do you remember what song was playing? Of course not. I have no idea. Oh my God. It was probably a Barry Manilow song or something. <laughs> probably. That's hilarious. Uh, people came out with appetizers in mind and that was pretty much it. Right. It was de- mine was definitely like a very basic version of probably what you had. Where, where was yours? Was it like a uh, hotel? Mine or? was at the Royce Hotel in Pennsylvania, which is no longer there. And I'm sure it was because it was the best deal that we could possibly right. get. For <laughs> Listen, it was great. I don't care. It was awesome. I didn't care where it was. Um, my <laughs> friends were there. It was fun. Yeah, my entertainment, I think like it was the La something. Like La entertainer <laughs> las, las vegas entertainers yeah it was you know it was, it was like that you know, yeah I don't know, you know, i'm that sure it was fantastic yeah. uh yeah so some a lot of people asked me i asked people if they had questions about the bar mitzvah and they were like is it kind of just a wedding i mean in a sense it kind of is oh, oh absolutely it is yeah. i mean should it be? That's another question, right. you know, but yes, it totally completely is. Right. But I think that that is a lot of communions and uh, also confirmations and quinceañeras. And I think there are other religious, um, you know, and cultural celebrations that are also very big, um, but not, not saying, you know, that it's whatever. I just feel like, there are big religious celebrations. This is one of them. Um, there is absolutely no part of me like y- your mom came up to me in the middle of the night and because because I was dreading this party. I hate to say that. I really, really was the planning of it. I was you. I mean, I could let you describe what I was like during the planning. I was a mess. Uh-huh. I do not like being in charge of big things. I, I t- literally the day before the party, I was like, maybe we can still convince him to go on a trip. Yeah. No, I was just no, really, not even a little bit. I was, listen, I, we, we did the wedding episode. If you have not listened to that, you could listen to that. I was, I'm, I was still a little traumatized from that party and sort of like, ah, I don't want to do this. Um, the money aspect of it was really making me a little bit ill. I, although, listen, I, every, he loved it. He said it was the best night of his life. It's post-COVID. People came. They had a great time. It, our, our par- you know, our parents were there. They loved it. it. It was fantastic, but it was still like the dollar signs are going through my mind like, oh, my God, that's six months of therapy for them, and that's this for them, and that's tutors, and that's blah, blah, blah. I could be doing all those other things that they need, and I'm not because of it. Like, it's a sacrifice that you do it. It's it's a now we're not going to go on vacation and now we're not going to do all these other things, you know, that y- you have to make those decisions. And and I I, I don't want to sound ungrateful for it. it. It was wonderful. But it's definitely something that you're sort of like, oh, shit, like that could be in the college fund. That could be. And. I don't like being in charge of these things. I don't like deciding what the good number is to hire a DJ. I don't like putting seating arrangements together and being like, do they want to sit with this person? Do they not want to sit with this person? Are they going to be mad at me for that? You know, is there going to be a kid left out? Is there, I don't like any of that. No, no, as as a matter of fact. And I I cried several times. You did. And I think I was probably even worse than you were. I'm going to skip ahead to some of these questions that you asked me because this one relates to what you're saying now, where you, you asked me, we recently did an episode where we talked about planning our wedding. Did I feel differently planning this and in what ways and 
did I feel any differently being there? So for the wedding, you know, I was very involved in planning the wedding. I I held, I was choosing flowers and I was choosing whatever. Like I was like choosing the band and choosing, you know, I was I was there involved helping and I wanted to be part of it. For this, I wanted none of that. I was I had no interest in helping and I know you didn't so much want my help, so we hired somebody to do it for us which is one of the best things that we probably could have done for this because she made it phenomenal, the person that we hired to do this. 360 creative approach oh, wow. if you live in New Jersey or New York. Wow, dropping my, a... She's uh, my good friend. Good, that's great. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was, you know, all of the... Just like you just said, the all of the expenses were stressing me out so much. There's no way that I could have been involved in every aspect of it because I would be seeing dollar signs no matter what we were talking about. You know, we, we had a graffiti artist for to do basketballs. I would, I, for, for a week, I would probably be, you know, crawling in my bed, like crunched in fetal position because I had to think about the cost of graffiti basketballs. So, you know, that kind of stuff, like every single, like little as I was happy to say that was necessary, by the way, it, it was, everything was necessary. It was <laughs> right. Wonderful. Everything. And then by the end, you're like, fuck it. Okay. Whatever. Exactly. What's another fucking, who knows how much it got to the point where I was like Steve Martin and father of the bride, where, you know, you, you said to me, you know, the temple's free. And I'm like, great. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. I can't, I'm so happy. And you're like, no, it's available. Right. <laughs> you know, right. I'm like, oh, fuck. So you have to pay for it. Too, right? So like every single step of the way is just an expense. And that's all that I can see. And that's all that I could like harp on. Like that. It's just, it's, it's too much for me. There's no way I, it, I'd rather just have somebody take care of everything and just be like, okay, here's your bill. Mm-hmm. Don't look, mm-hmm. just give me your card. But even with the party planner, there's a lot. That's what I'm saying. You know, like hire somebody like, you know, she was phenomenal. Of course. She can't write a speech. She can't, you know, there's like lots of stuff that you can't, that you can't do. Um, yeah, it was definitely a lot, a lot. And yeah, all of the stuff, forget about just like, so you have to pay for the, 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 the venue, the place, right? You You have the DJ, you have the, uh, what else? All the stuff that that she did for us, and so there's all the stuff for the party. But besides that, the shopping that you were doing online for because there's nowhere to go to get clothes for a party anymore, right? Like we have to order everything online. So I'm dealing with like I'm seeing all the bills coming in for you know Amazon or shopping or Nordstroms or you know whatever. So there was that on top of everything. So it like to me it was just like I just want to fucking go away, do the vacation. And that's it. That's so easy to me. I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't. Oh, trust me. I am not good for this. I cried several times <laughs> putting this together because I just, I, I, I didn't feel comfortable doing it. But, you know, I, I do think that one one thing that was really, really amazing, I have to say, about Ian, um, I'm going to be a little bit of the gross parent right now who's going to brag about her kid because it was, you know, it was a very um, over-the-top, party as so many of them are it's not just us but at the end of the night you know the party planner came over to me who's our friend um and she said you know i've been doing this for a really long time ian's the first kid who's ever come up and given me a hug and been like thank you so much this was amazing you know the servers came up to me in the middle and were like 
your son is incredible. You know, he he shook our hands and he asked us if I need, if we needed anything. And he, you know, was like so involved in getting us. He wanted us to come and like participate in the party and everything. And that to me was like, okay, mm-hmm. he's not going to be. This isn't like spoiling the shit out of him. He's a really really good kid. Yeah, well, it's also spoiling the shit out of him too because I, I, he's a spoiled kid. Well, they're all spoiled kids right. from that in that perspective then. I mean, he really was so appreciative. Everybody who worked with him through the bar mitzvah was like, he is a really well-mannered, appreciative, grateful kid. No, he is. Totally is. Yeah. I mean, he's but, a super pain in the ass. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah, but that's... I, I only said... I don't... I didn't want to throw in there that just to say he's such a spoiled kid, but it just relates to another question that you asked me about. Did he learn anything from this process or is was there anything positive? Was there anything negative? And and that's kind of where I want to be careful, and I'm so happy to you know to to know that he was so appreciative to everybody who was had any part of this bar mitzvah. I really wanted him to know that doing the hard work because he was amazing at the service. He did such an incredible job, you know. Thanks to your dad and thanks to you know the rabbi that was helping him, and thanks to you, of course, honey. <laughs> um, but he really, really did put in the work with a lot of, you know, our nagging him to make it happen. But he did it and he did such an incredible job. And I really wanted him to see that, you know, hard work pays off and this is what you get, you know. But on the other hand, I get nervous, you know, because I, I, I'm trying to teach him life lessons and I want him to know you have to work hard. But, you know, everybody works hard. And it doesn't work out for everybody. You don't always get a bar mitzvah, you know, level type of thing just for working hard. You know, life's not fair that way. It doesn't. So I, you know, I wanted him in one way to know you work so hard. So yes, you get this party. But in another way, I kind of want to teach him. You also do have to work hard, but you're not going to get that end result. You're not going to get, you know, like, do you know what I'm saying? Right, like, not I'm everything tr- ends up like wrapped in a perfect little bow with a great party. Yeah. Like when you get older, you can work as hard as you want, just like so many of us are. And and you don't get the benefits of, you know, a party like that or a life, you know, that's extravagant because you work hard, you know, like, so I'm trying to find this middle ground of how do I talk to him about, well, you worked hard, so you get this party, but later in life, it doesn't work out that way. You know what I'm saying? Right. It doesn't always work out that way. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm struggling with how I'm trying I, I to think, portray it. But. You know, I, I think, first of all, the time that we're living in is interesting because COVID has sort of so- taught our kids that to some degree. Like they they sacrificed a lot. They gave up a lot, yeah. you know, during COVID. And they sort of learned like, oh, shit, like you life doesn't always go as you planned it. I mean, they got the ultimate life lesson with COVID of, right. you know, it doesn't matter what you're looking forward to. People canceled trips. They canceled bar and butt mitzvahs. They canceled weddings. They can't kids, you know, d- didn't get to go for their first semester of college or their second semester, first year of college. They didn't get to do senior graduation in high school and eighth grade graduation and all of these things like they've got. I feel like just by existing in 2020 and 2021 they have gotten those lessons. You know what I mean? That was one of the things that was making it okay for me to do this party was like everybody who came there 
this was one of the first social gatherings that everybody went to. And COVID definitely, you know, made it difficult. And we logistically did a lot of things to make sure everybody was safe. And there were a lot of precautions. And some people didn't come because they weren't comfortable. And we, you know, we split the list down like ridiculously small because we just, you know, we, I have cousins who I didn't invite and friends who we didn't invite and everything because of it. But by just existing, I feel like these kids have dealt with so much that like a big party like this on the one hand is sort of like they've gotten the life lessons sort of mm-hmm. in so, to some degree, you know, like the celebration. That was one of the things that was keeping me going through all of this was like we everybody has gone through a fucking lot. And to have a reason, a really good reason to celebrate is awesome. And and, yeah. and in a few years, you know, he's going to, you know, I think about Mia who, who, who went on the trip and it was awesome and she didn't have the party or anything. But that same year she applied to this program for high school. She didn't get in. She was devastated. It was like awful. You know, it was the type of thing where she was crying in her room for a week and um, you know, in, in next year she's going to be applying to college and there's definitely going to be schools she's not going to get into that she wants to go through to and everything. Like, they get a lot of disappointment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I under I totally understand what you're saying. And they need to learn that lesson. But also a little bit, I think they've learned it. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. You know? Yeah. Um, but of course, I want, I want him to know that this is not, you know, this is... You, he, he said it was the best night of his life. And it's also sort of like, other than a wedding, when else do you have a party like that? And yep. even for a wedding, I hope he elopes, man, or like goes, <laughs> we go like on a destination or something. Right. Do a Mexico wedding, like out yeah, on the beach. And, amazing. Yeah. That'd be great. All right. All right. We should take another break. Okay. All right. So we'll be right back. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. All right, going back to what you were saying before about how we we had precautions because of COVID and everything, it really not taught us, you know, it reminded us in one way of how we, just us, you and me, Adam and Danielle, wanted to do a party where it was small-ish, right? It was just, we had our first family there. It was just, not you didn't even have your cousins there, like your aunts and your uncles. You know, I had my first cousins, but it was just our, you know, closest friends, our first family, Ian's friends, and that was it. And it, it was it was really just such a great experience. You know, I didn't have we we both didn't have to walk around and talk to six cousins that we didn't know or, you know, twice removed aunts and uncles. You know, it it wasn't that kind of deal where we had to make rounds and just talk the whole time to people we didn't know. Like we knew everybody. It was just such a relaxed environment. So I would totally recommend if, you know, going forward, if we were going to do another event for us, that's the way to do it. Yeah, I you agree. Know? I, I think that was amazing. I mean, COVID is what caused us to do it. And it's also a really awesome reason to do that. Like it was both. I mean, 
you know, not that COVID is off is awesome for much, but it really was nice that every single person in that room, um, was, was there because we really truly wanted them there. And, and, you know, they had like, I literally, there were, it was almost like I didn't have enough time with everybody, even though I had time with everybody. Um, as opposed to, you know, at our wedding. And I think about people who stopped me to talk to me and I was like, dude, I haven't talked to you in 15 years. I don't even know who you are. I have four hours tonight and I'm really sorry. Right. You know, I know that's awful. You're a guest at my event and everything, but like I got friends and Well, not only that, but it's nice to see family or friends that you haven't seen in a long time or barely even know who they are, but not in a night like that, you know? Like, right. Well, I felt I feel like that in so many ways. Also, you know, everyone kept saying to me, like, aren't you so excited to be with everybody who you love and everything? And I was like, yes, I so am. You know, when I was sort of like nervous and, and anxious about it all, I was like, I so am. But I also love just having everybody over in my backyard or my living room, you know, with four of us there and really getting to spend time together. So, you know, it's like. I loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it so much. But I also feel like I love just having people over like in our sweatpants and hanging yeah, out. Yeah, of course. But I, I also another thing I was going to say is that I that I think was so awesome that I don't know if I'm going to be able to go back on is was the dress code. Yeah. Um, you know, again, post-COVID a little bit has made things a little more lax, I think, in some ways. Uh, and, and Ian's theme was Philadelphia. He's a huge fan of Philadelphia and he's a huge fan of Philadelphia sports teams. So we did Philadelphia with the sports teams and, you know, the, the hot dogs and the pretzels and the cheesesteaks and all of that. And, you know, the fun stuff, you know, that, that comes along with, with that. Um, and we did jeans and jerseys for the, was the attire. And, and I literally wrote on the invitation jeans and jerseys. Or anything you feel comfortable partying in. Mm -hmm. Because I really did just want people to come like, I wanted people to come just feeling like them, especially after COVID. I mean, there were people there who had not been out one time since the beginning of COVID. They had not gone out in a public place and they were choosing our event to be the first place that they went. And I was like, I want them to just wear what they want to wear, whether that means a dress or that means, you know, jeans and a in a top from somewhere or like literally my nephew sent me a text that day. Which of these sweatpants do you think is more appropriate right. for? And I was like, you know, at first I was sort of like, oh, sweatpants. And I was like, fuck it. What? Who cares? Right. Whichever ones you're more comfortable. Yeah, wearing. whatever. <laughs> Who cares? And, and I and not and my sister pointed out one thing that was really awesome about the dress code was that people were bonding over the jerseys. Yeah, I saw that. You know, yeah. people were either like, oh my God, I love him, blah, blah, blah. Or they were like, boo, you know, I can't stand. And and a conversation would spark from it. So not that it has to be jeans and jerseys, but I think in, in, a, in a party going forward, I would do something that allows for that kind of that kind of bonding when you don't know someone because it's sort of like, you know, oh, hey, you're a Boston fan or, hey, you're a New York or, a, you know, Seattle or whatever. There's that that bond happens. Well, yeah, I was wearing I'm a I was a huge Yankees fan growing up. Don Mattingly was my guy. So I got myself a Mattingly jersey, you know, good old number 23. 
And I was wearing that to the, to the thing. So I was kind of like looking around, you know, is anybody else wearing Yankees jersey? Like I want to see. And my cousin walked in wearing Yankees jersey. And I walked up to him and we just started talking like, hey, like nice jersey. Cool. Like, you know, yeah. nice throwback kind of thing. Right. You know, so yeah. So it was totally just like a, a It was a, a nice, different kind of red carpet. Uh, yeah, sure. It was like a different, you know, you rock the red carpet in your Armani or your Versace or, <laughs> this you know, was your, Boston or New York. your Target or whatever <laughs> it is. No, it was a different kind of, you know, of seeing who, who everybody likes and, and what the vibe is. And, oh, if you get to choose an outfit that is the most comfortable for you, what does that mean to you? And I, I, I really, really loved that. And we went to a bar, bar mitzvah last weekend was was dressy and it was really fun to dress up. Also, it was a different kind of. Feel. Yeah, that was really funny because I have not worn go out clothes in two years. Yeah, I really haven't. So it was kind of like a nice to and it wasn't a suit. So I was happy about that. It was just, you know, wear like nice, comfy, not comfy, like nice pants a nice shirt a blazer yeah. over it. No tie or, you know, right. so it's nice to get a little dressed up, too. So I was happy right. about that. But those conversation starters, I feel like I never thought of that before, right. you know, that it's like you're bringing all these people from these different parts of your life together. And it's sort of like it's kind of cool to have that conversation starter, whether it's that or or something else. You know, I know people have done costume weddings and stuff, whatever it is. Um, it, it is nice to have a theme that goes beyond just, you know, a black tie event because it does bring something different to the table and a uniqueness and a, a you know, a, an excitement and like a bonding mm-hmm. that is um, also your, you know, our parents were there and this was a big deal because obviously number one COVID and they're all over 70 and they came and I, I know your mom and my mom were a little bit nervous. Um, and again, we tried to take all the precautions for them and, and make it, you know, as, as, as safe as possible um and they also have not really been anywhere in a long time and they are the matriarchs of the family so i tried to do something really special for them and i had the party planner who's my friend farah decorate their chairs really special that she made them signs that said mvp matriarch valuable player and you know she did like she glitzed it up a little bit and you know your mom got a jersey with like graham in sequins on the back and everything and to me, that was really important to do. Like that was really one of the most important parts of the night was to really honor them in some way because Judaism and religion and all of these things so are so rooted in ancestry and, and handing things down and everything that, I don't know, I wanted to honor them in some way. And I loved that. I loved that they had that special like, they were like the MVPs of the night. Yeah, of course. I loved that so much. Um, it was a really good idea on my part. <laughs> <laughs> All the ideas were on your part, by the way. Right. No, Farrah too. Yeah, Farrah had a lot of, of ideas. Um, yeah, so I loved that. Things that we did not maybe do so well. Oh. Did you do any of that? You didn't ask me. Uh, well, we did the rap, which I talked about on Instagram. No, but it, but it was a good idea. It just didn't come through. <laughs> Because nobody could hear us. Instead of a speech, you usually do a speech, and it's usually the dad who does the speech. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Well, I did the speech at the synagogue, and usually the guy, the dad, does does it. And I said to you, let's do a rap. Right. And the theme was Philly, so we were going to do a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air rap. Mm -hmm. 
And you pretty much wrote it because I sucked. But no, you you wrote it and it sucked. Yeah. And I rewrote it and it was way better. Just have to say. Uh, it was 100% <laughs> way yeah. better. But here's the thing with that that I that that strikes me so much and and that I will never forget is that when I say to you let's do a rap so many husbands would be like that's fucking rude. I don't have time for this shit like I'm working I don't have time fucking do a speech like everybody else and it's stupid and we don't know how to rap and you know like, who the fuck are we and whatever like so many spouses would say that and you are like yeah that's fine let's do that oh and, really yeah no, you think that a lot of people wouldn't say like yeah that sounds yes, fun absolutely really? okay. yeah the same way people wouldn't say let's start a podcast okay but i so value that about you and that was so awesome that you did that and and i don't know i really appreciate it and i think it's those kinds of things when you're planning an event we didn't have that during our wedding we didn't have that 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 coming together of accepting what each other wanted to do and and you know, and saying to each other, like, that's a great idea or, you know, let's do that or let's have fun or. No, it was. We were. Let's follow the way you're supposed to have a wedding. And yeah. An elaborate it, wedding. it was the opposite. Yeah. It was like a, ma- a, a, a magnetic pull, like a negative magnetic pull away from each other. I don't know what that even means. No, me either. Ions, something about positive <laughs> and negative ions, right. some fucking science. So it like was that. like the backside of a battery to the positive side of the battery. Yeah, yeah, or I'm thinking of like those two things, like the the horseshoe shaped, and you they pull away from right. each other. Yeah, you can't put them together. That was us yeah. during the wedding, but this was so different. I mean, as much as like at times you did make me cry, and I was very nervous and anxious, and you were very nervous and anxious and everything. At the heart of it, we were like a team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I totally think so. Yeah, me too. Um, And so, you know, I do think that, like, there was something to be said about coming together and planning this together. And, and, you know. It it, was a good rap, by the way. And it's too bad nobody could hear it. Well, it was just the acoustics, really. Listen, it wasn't the first fucking time we've humiliated ourselves. It won't be the last. I was really nervous that we were going to end up like one of those YouTube People that they they're like oh look at these white people rap you know like it's look at them like like idiots out there that's you exactly know. what it was <laughs> right but <laughs> I thought that was what, what was gonna happen but they couldn't hear us so I guess that couldn't happen so it was okay um that's why I did not have a videographer <laughs> right. at the event I did not want another any evidence. good idea yes I did not want because you're never gonna watch evidence. that again um, uh, I do have here by the way because oh. you asked me if I had anything else. As I always ask, is yeah. the last question. Um, talking about cost for a bar or bat mitzvah. So I, I did my research and I went to amenvamen.com. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> or is it amenvamen? What is vamen? I don't know. Oh. Amen, A M E N, amen. Uh huh. Vamen, V A M A N, dot com. They have to say, it's, it's some Jewish website because I, I clicked the link, went there, and it was, you know, very Jewy. So uh, it said it's not uncommon for parents these days to pay $50,000 or more on their kids' bar abutments for celebration. We did not spend that much. Please tell me we did not spend We did that not spend. Uh, okay. So moving on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, then I went to NewYorkFamily.com and they say 
Most people try to keep their budget between fifteen and thirty thousand dollars, but it is possible to plan a modest bar mitzvah for a few thousand dollars by getting creative with your resources, which we did not. But in New York City, it is not a rare occurrence to spend upwards of a hundred thousand dollars or more on a bar bat mitzvah. Yeah. So these things are weddings. Yeah, I've been to bar right. and bat mitzvahs who, that were definitely in the few that hundred thousand dollar range in New York City. It's, uh, I, I know, even, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's fucking out of control. And I, I, I have to say, my my brother, my sister in law, where they live, um, they go to. I guess it's like a co op temple. I, I, don't I know. was thinking that the whole time. Well, I was Mitch and Joanna, this. if I'm wrong about this, please, 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 uh, you know, correct, correct you. me. But they go to like a co-op temple and it's sort of like what happens is for each kid who's bar about mitzvah, um, the parents are in charge of bringing all the food. So it's at the same place for every kid. The parents are in charge of bringing the food. They all kind of have the same DJ. Um, They differ a little bit, but it's sort of like none of the kids, no one feels like anybody's was better or worse because they're all kind of the same, which... I find to be phenomenal. Um, I think it's amazing because you can still do those unique touches for your kid. You know, you can still do a little bit of the decorations or the t-shirts or whatever, um, but you're not spending a fortune and you're not trying to one-up anybody or anything like that. Well, I but I feel like we're all spending this crazy money and doing these elaborate parties, but we're all they're all kind of the same, just at, That's at the true. next level. Right, right. You know? The place might be different, but they're all kind of the same. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I get what you're saying. Yeah, I wanted to read a little tiny part of my speech because I, I, I do struggle with what am I trying to pass down to our kids? What Wait, are we trying the speech to at the, the temple, the temple? Yeah. yeah. All right. Your speech was wonderful. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm just going to read a tiny little piece. Right. But but the whole reason I'm reading it is because I try to sum up into words what what it all means to me and what religion, you know, and, and, and it's changed so much for me. And I think about the type of, you know, people I want my kids to be and how I'm trying to raise them and, and to be just people of the world who like embrace everybody and love everybody. And I just want some to them to bring somebody home who they were going to be happy with. But here's a little bit of what I wrote and, and we can end with this. So I'm talking to Ian here, obviously. As you continue your wild adventure through life, Dad and I can only hope that no matter where you go, no matter with whom you fall in love or what you choose to do in this world, that you'll take those Jewish values with you and remember that you have it in you to persevere and overcome hardship. You have it in you to help make any situation better. Always remember that differences are beautiful. And that being proud of who you are doesn't mean that others are less than, but rather always encourage others to be proud of their identity as well and let them know that we are all in this life together and need to take care of one another regardless of our backgrounds. Keep educating yourself about our past so you can help make a better future. I love it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know, what I was trying to And then to encapsulates like, the whole speech. I mean, the whole thing was Well, and just amazing. like I think what we, I, I would like to say we, although I don't want to speak for you, are trying to do like no matter what your traditions or your religion are or anything, 
there is something to be taken from it. And, and, and there might be a lot not to be taken from it, or it might be the opposite. I don't know Mm -hmm. wherever you stand, but that in reality, like we're all fucking in this thing together, you know, and, and, and that's what it boils down to. And we can all teach each other something and we can all help one another. And, and that's what I'm hoping for our, our kids that they take their values and listen to other people's values and just share and, love that's yeah. it uh, no but i i think if there's anything that they our kids would ever take away from us as parents is that mm-hmm. you know if, i sure hope so whatever anything else that they might be thinking whatever it is that's the one thing that they will be accepting of no matter who it is what you are what you think they're going to accept you for who you are yeah and whoever you you decide to fall in love with like you know, you can both bring stuff to the table that is going to teach your kids. It doesn't have to be one or the other, right? It can be a no, combination we, we, of we everything. Never, we never ever say to our kids, like, find somebody Jewish and marry we them. We don't. We don't. Absolutely not. No. You know, what? find somebody that you love, whatever their background is, whatever their race is, whatever their anything is. Yeah. And bring what you have to the table. Let them bring what they have to the table and mix it. Yeah. You know, and go with that. Yeah. Right. I hope. I hope. I hope. I I think. I hope. (laughs) All right. That's enough. Enough. Yeah. All right. Enough uh, religious for. If you want to have more conversations like this. (laughs) (laughs) How's that for a transition? If you want to fund the bar mitzvah we just had. Please do. No, seriously. If you want to have more conversations like this, uh, fucking three years ago, you and I would have had this conversation. The headphones would have been off. We would have been in different rooms. I would have been out of here in three minutes. You would have been out of here in three yeah. minutes. If you want to do not do that, the date night questions experience, obviously, as always, we're trying to have everybody have really good conversations. Uh, marriageofmartinis.com slash DNQ, our biggest discount, 20% off, only for our podcast listeners uh, MNM podcast. So thank you so much, guys. If you could rate and review, we haven't asked in a long time, but it would be awesome. And we love reading every single one of them. So thank you so much. Yeah. And email us with any questions or anything that you have. Yep. Marriage Martinez at gmail.com. Right. That's that is correct. Yeah. All, All right. right. Thanks, guys. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.
Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com